0: up, everybody? Welcome to Ask for Candy, where we talk about healing, self care, love, sex, relationships, and what it takes to be amazing on the daily. Who I am is Candace HarperLovecoach.com, honey. And my purpose with this podcast is to create healthy romantic relationships all around the world through self love, soul connections, and sweetness. But before we get to that, we're here with our production partner, Solivity Magazine. And we're part of Solivity TV here with my Brian, who's the editor-in-chief of Celebrity Magazine. Hi, my Brian.
1: What's up? What's up?
0: What's <laughs> up? How you doing, honey?
1: I'm good. I'm good. You know, we got this whole Indian Indian fall going. It's it's like warm here in D.C., so it's like a little crazy.
0: Right? It was warm here. I was, I was happy about it, but then it always feels weird because you start thinking about climate change, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, it's nice that it's warm, but then you're like, hmm.
1: Yeah, it's a little crazy because it's like, you know, a few weeks back, all the mosquitoes and gnats and all that stuff died. Yeah. From, like, looking for them. Now they're back like, OK, right. they're, they're kind of like thinking this whole thing is weird, too. But yeah, I, if it's 75 and it's December or January, I am not going to complain.
0: Right. <laughs> we'll enjoy it and just put the worry in the back of our mind because if it's 75 in December, then things ain't Right. right.
1: <laughs> no, right? I'm looking forward to this show.
0: Are you? Are you excited for the show? Yeah,
1: and you guys have to wait till she tells
0: you about it. I, right. <laughs> <laughs> Little teaser just to get them, get them, you know, get the mouth watering. So yes, you can watch us at Solivity.com because we are partnered with Solivity Magazine. And you can also subscribe to Celivity Magazine on YouTube. And as you guys know, we're live here every Wednesday at seven Eastern. And also, don't forget to subscribe to our audio broadcast, our podcast, Ask for Candy on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can email us at askforcandypodcast at gmail.com to leave us comments and ask questions, and those questions will be answered in a later broadcast. So as you guys know, those of you who normally listen for almost nine years, I have been a relationship coach and a workshop facilitator. And now you can go to mywellbeing.com If you want to work with me one-on-one, I've been doing all kinds of new stuff, Brian, just all kinds of like new tools. I'm, uh, getting my hypnotherapy license and rapid transformational therapy, which is really interesting. I know. Right. And I'm certified in EFT. Do you know anything about EFT? The whole tapping thing?
1: Yeah, actually, my mother introduced me to that. Did she? It's a powerful, power, powerful thing. I think people need to be know more about it.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, at some point we'll do a show about it. And um, we had talked about, I do want to start bringing on guests again, like I used to back in the day. And I did have a woman come on before I got certified. I had a woman come on and, and she and I did a whole EFT practice on the show. And it was all around love. I'm a big believer in it just because of how it it sort of like calms the nervous system. And like, especially if things like, you know how sometimes something will happen and it just it feels like an upturn, <laughs> you know, like you could be going along in your day and then, you know, all of a sudden something unexpected. I'm one of those people that that gets a little anxious when things are unexpected. Exactly. So the EFT helps with that. Like, you know, if you're if you're one of those types of people who has anxiety around the unexpected. And I and what's funny is I enjoy the variety of life. And usually like after the initial surprise of it, I'm like, oh yeah. But that initial how are you with that sort of thing, Brian, when it comes to like like shock and surprise? Are you somebody who's who rolls with it or are you like It you all get depends intrigued.
1: upon what the surprise, what the surprise is. is. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean,
0: yeah, that you makes know, sense. If it's
1: something that's unexpected and something that is, um, I won't say negative. Yeah. I mean, there's 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 always growth in it in each thing that we experience. And I kind of like look at it that way. Yeah. Most times, um, I just get still
0: gotcha
1: I I've learned to just get still and that that took a long long time to do that Yeah um, the process but yeah I, I know for a lot of people it's it's difficult because like you said it's like you get anxiety about these things that are brand new
0: Yeah so. Especially in this ever changing world that we're in right now where it feels like when something does upturn it's it's a big deal like
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: a shift can happen and all of a sudden you're locked in your house for Seven, eight months.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right? I've never had that happen before. Right? (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's never happened to anyone. (laughs) But yeah, so, you Uh, know, uh, what's that? Right. So a lot of the work that I do is around that sort of thing. Like how do we just navigate through and how do we, you know, deal and how do we, it's, you know, yes. So I'm coming from a space of self-love and your love life and all of that stuff. But a lot of it is about like solid life management and, you know, being able to be healthy and comfortable. And I'm also a professional matchmaker with a company called Luma luxury matchmaking service that brings high end singles together to find their perfect love. And, um, um, it's just me living into my purpose, whether it's the EFT or the hypnotherapy of coaching and the matchmaking, it all ties in together. It's all about what is at the basic most basic level of our human need, which is love and acceptance and how to create that in your life, how to have that in your life. And it in I'm living into my purpose, the purpose of loving myself unconditionally and inspiring others to do the same by using our romantic lives as a portal. And there's other portals that we can use, but for whatever reason, the romantic life seems to be to me the most direct one, right? and it's also a catalyst to our highest possible self because we talked about even just in a couple shows ago how you know we feel like relationships are hard because the point of relationships is to be a catalyst to our highest possible self and that's what we're here for we're here to play in this playground of Right. Growth and how the people that we run into, the people that we connect with and the people that we deal with can grow us. And so, you know, I always say relationship coaching is my zone of genius. And the best part about it is that week to week, I get to grow and learn as I interact with hundreds of people around the most intimate part of their lives. And I get to take people on their journey from caterpillar to butterfly, unhappy with their love lives, unhappy with themselves to, you know, happy with their love lives, happy with their partners, or even ecstatic with themselves. And I get to teach people how to get out of their own way and tap into love as a limited, limitless resource. And so I say all of that to say tonight's topic, and I was telling Brian a little bit before we, start, we started, tonight's topic is very, uh, it's a vulnerable topic for me. And I feel like it's important to put it out there because I notice from clients and people that I deal with on a regular basis that it's a vulnerable, top, vulnerable topic for a lot of people, or it leads into things that are vulnerable for a lot of people. Yeah. And you know me, Brian, I like to keep a certain level of levity Uh Uh (laughs) with all of it, at least for the show, because I don't you know, I often don't want us to get too heavy. But I also yeah, but I also think that there is something to be said for, you know, what is there for us and what is real for us, what feels real for us and being able to express that. And talk about it in a way that that is vulnerable. And we're so often so afraid to be vulnerable. And we associate vulnerability with weakness and, you know, emotions with weakness. And I was reflecting today about um, how in a lot of relationships, whether familial or romantic or even friendships, I've always been told that I'm I'm overly emotional (laughs) Which is true, but not in a pejorative sense. Like, I I am a very emotional person. And, you know, I wouldn't change that about myself. But, you know, a lot of that comes from or has been expressed by the topic that we're talking about tonight. And the topic tonight is fat and lonely. Is it COVID or am I just repeating old patterns?
1: Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I mentioned it earlier today in my workshop, um, training, and it really like set off a lot of sparks because I feel like, especially during COVID, it's what a lot of people are facing, the isolation and the eating and the isolation. And you and I were talking about the stress eating and um, you know, going through what feels like it has a good reason, but is, is possibly a, a lifetime pattern. So in my work as a coach, one of the issues I run into most often is people who believe that they are alone because they are fat or they are fat because they are alone. Right? So there's like an interesting dichotomy between those two things. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I can feel that.
0: Yeah, right? That's,
1: yeah.
0: That's usually the complaint.
1: Chicken, chicken or the egg.
0: Is it the chicken or the egg, right? And so we talk a lot about how our beliefs dictate our experience and, you know, how much our beliefs can sort of form uh, what we create in our lives. And so if I'm walking around believing that I'm alone because I'm fat, which it's a belief because think about how many fat people, you know, who are in relationships, right? (laughs) Uh (laughs) It's a story. It's not true. Like nobody's, nobody's alone because they are fat. If you've ever, have you ever watched that show, my 600 pound life?
1: I have watched it, actually.
0: And how many of those people have a partner <laughs> who are feeding them?
1: 90, like, like 90% <laughs> right? of all of them. And they're all like, okay, well, we're going to we'll lose weight together.
0: Yeah. You know? Or that, that person is their enabler. Like they're bringing them all the food.
1: <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> right. You just need to eat this gallon of ice cream.
0: Yes. All right. Exactly. So I mean that, you know, in itself proves that it's not true that anyone is alone because they are fat. And the, the opposite side of that, the other story is I am fat because I'm alone. So, you know, that negates the responsibility of all the steps in between. So, you know, I'm telling myself a story about being alone. So I'm overeating and I'm stressing about it and all of that. And that's what, you know, is, is supporting having fat, not causing the fat. Cause we're going to get into the conversation of what causes us to be fat, what actually causes us to be fat right and also covid has added a completely new la- layer to the conversation because it gives us all a damn good reason to isolate and eat like we've all had a really good valid reason to right keep ourselves alone or as as alone as we can be for you know however big your family is or whoever you isolated with but to keep ourselves alone and to eat because you know there's only so much netflix you can watch and only so many things that you can actually do or that you want to force yourself to do in a in a space of already being stressful or you know that you choose to do and so for a lot of us that was sort of the coping and the coping mechanism like we were talking about earlier and it also gives us a good reason to sink deeper into the fears and the trauma that were likely already there to begin with so a lot of us are, are going around saying, oh, I gained that COVID weight or I'm stressed out because of COVID. And we're negating the fact that there was already stuff there.
1: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see
1: where you're
0: going. Yeah. And it's a, and, you know, it's a hard conversation because, like, you know, I, I did it myself. There was a period of time where I was starting to gain during ice. Luckily, I lost the weight weight again, but where I was starting to gain during COVID, and that's the justification that I would tell myself. Well, you know, I'm not going anywhere. Um, you know, wanting to to do something about these stressful feelings, I need to uh, you know placate myself. I need to comfort myself, and so it's all okay. It's all okay that I you know overeat and maybe aren't exercising as much and all of that stuff. Simple, simple stuff. However, it's exactly how we sort of trick ourselves and sort of lie or lie to ourselves about what's really going on, and. What fat and loneliness actually is, and here's the thing about it, it's, this is not a conversation to make anybody wrong for feeling like they are fat and lonely or, or identifying themselves as fat and lonely. What the invitation is, is how do I recognize fat and lonely and then use it for uh, freedom and solution as healing? How do I take it and say, what are you trying to tell me, fat and lonely? So that I can then experience some level of healing behind it. Does that make sense, Brian? What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I think sometimes people, to what you were talking about before, I think a lot of times we confuse symptoms with root causes. Yeah. And that the, the eating is or the stress eating is a symptom of what you said, something deeper. And maybe we make it a root cause instead of a symptom because something inside of us doesn't want to go there. Yeah. Doesn't want to go there.
0: It's a scary place to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a scary place to go because fat is the body's way of protecting us from what we fear right so our traumas absolutely right we fear dealing with our traumas we fear dealing with you know maybe negative attention uh you know the pain of loss not wanting to feel that pain so you know the fat that that uh, accumulates on our body it's a it's protective it's our protective suit it's up it can be a up protective suit so even when what we fear are things that could be good for us like for example fear of intimacy fat is a really good way to like keep yourself from having to be too intimate right it, especially mm-hmm. physically intimate
1: yeah and people will and like you said i mean being being overweight does not keep you from being with somebody yeah from
0: what you're describing we keep ourselves from somebody yeah yeah but what can what can often be the case is that you know if i let myself get fat if i'm afraid of having somebody be too close Mm-hmm. right and i can keep saying that i want to be close with someone but if i have a fear around it or if i want to keep somebody away i can mm-hmm. i can allow my body to and it's not conscious we allow our bodies to accumulate the fat and that's a great repellent not because that person's not attracted but because we can use it as our excuse mm-hmm. like i don't feel like i look good or you know i don't i'm embarrassed about my body i have a lot of body shame you know all of that stuff is the way that we uh, employ fat to to guard us from the things that we fear fear of success so you know right. when you think about all the things that you could possibly do if you're not walking around with the extra stress weight right wow. yeah. yeah like who you would be how you would show up not just what you would look like but or what you'd wear but you know what kinds of things would you actually have the courage to do that's true right without that's it true. or even like a fear of being seen, In general, because like, you know, like I said, fat, it's an encapsulator. It's a built in isolator. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. if you have a fear of being seen, that fat will isolate you. It's our it's our body's built in isolation tank. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're onto it. (laughs) You think so? Really? I mean, and, and again, I mean, I mean, everybody out there, I think. Sometimes we we blow off this, this topic because, you know, it becomes, oh, well, you know, it gets blown off as cliche, cliche right? Mm-hmm. But it's not. I mean, a lot of people specifically in this country are dealing with that level of anxiety. I mean, because America, generally speaking, is obese. I mean, we eat yeah. more than other countries do. Um, we waste more than other countries do in terms of food. Uh, our intake of different kinds of things are higher. And it's all designed to taste good so that we keep doing it.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, that's why why it is designed that way. And it's why the food industry is so successful with right. that addictive food, right? Because we do have that emotional stuff that we don't want to look at. Right. Right, that we don't want to heal, and so you might be thinking like it all sounds crazy. Like I don't want to be fat. Fat's not protecting me from it. I'm not trying to be fat. I've just right. been eating because because I'm nervous or eating because I'm stressed out. And I think that's where we go to, right? That it's as right. simple as that. When in fact, if you're anything like me, I'm gonna, you know, this is now true confessions. Okay. <laughs> For anybody out there who's listening I'm if you
1: shining the light on your forehead
0: now. Are you? <laughs> it's already like sweet, big and shiny. <laughs> sweet
1: and forever. Right? Tell us the
0: truth. So if you're like me, you've gained stress weight and had moments of utter loneliness when there was no pandemic, when you were in a relationship and when you were doing all the things you knew to do to try to take the weight off. So it didn't matter what was going on externally. So for everybody who is in the story that because of COVID, now I've gained a lot of weight and, um, you know, because I'm feeling stressed and uncertain, that that's just what's happening to me. Right you know, right. we want to be really flat with that it's this is not the first time, you know, and maybe for some people it might be. But for the most part, when we gain stress, gain weight from stress and when we have these moments of telling ourselves that we're in utter loneliness, it, it we try to blame the external. But we serve ourselves better when we're willing to look <clears throat> internally and, you know, how we can heal that. So tonight I have some questions <laughs> that are all about bum, bum. Bum, 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 that are all about how do I get in touch with those things and how do I um, allow what's going on with my body to actually speak to me in a way that I can use it for healing. Right. Rather than and get out of that cycle of, well, I feel fat and alone, so I'm going to eat some more because I feel sad. I'm going to eat some more because I feel sad. So then I feel fat and alone. Like we want to be able to break out of that cycle. And the way to do it is to not make yourself wrong for it, not beat yourself up for it, not go into a body shaming thing because it's not about body shaming. It's about, you know, listening to my body, what it's trying to tell me and, you know, why I'm holding on to extra weight and, and what it's all about and being willing to be in the inquisition. So if you are frustrated with being fat and feeling alone and whether or not you're in a relationship, because the fattest and loneliest I've ever felt in my life, I was in a relationship. <laughs> And it wasn't that, I'm not saying that to say that it was that person's fault, but we want to get rid of that story as well. That it's not about your relationship status or any of that. If you are feeling fat and alone, stick with us because we are going to talk about how you can use the power of your mind to feel your physical best and be able to keep and maintain a healthy weight permanently and free yourself from the beliefs and emotions that may be keeping you fat and lonely because it's really all about the mind and what the mind mm. is saying. So yeah, that's our, that's our task for this evening. Do, do we want to take a little commercial break, Brian? In the... Yeah, why don't we take
1: a quick commercial break? Yeah. We'll, we'll jump right on into it. As
0: soon as we come back, we are going to talk about how you can use the power of your mind to keep your body healthy in a healthy physical state on a permanent basis. And we'll be back. So welcome back. We are going to talk about how you can use the power of your mind to feel your physical best, keep a healthy weight permanently and free yourself from the beliefs and emotions that may be keeping you fat and lonely, honey. Fat and lonely. Those sound don't they sound like such harsh words?
1: Yeah, I mean, but I mean, <laughs> we got to do that cuz I think it hits people
0: between the eyes. It does hit people between the eyes. I think that people use use words sometimes like, and this is why I, I want to reiterate that it's not a wrong making because we do use those words. We use words to beat ourselves up, right? Like, you know, I have clients who come to me and, you know, those are the words that they use. I feel fat. I feel lonely. I'm, you know, I'm stressed out, all of that stuff. Right. And it's, and it's a common thing right now. And so, um you know, let's diffuse those words a little bit because it's not about being an insult. Right. It's about, you know, not arguing with reality. If I've Mm -hmm. gained a lot of extra weight, I've got fat.
1: Right. Right. And just use it as the, as the, as the, you know, unemotional noun instead of the, the emotional criticism.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, it, 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 it can be, it doesn't have to be a negative adjective. It doesn't have to be a negative noun. It does. It just, it is what it is, right? Fat is what it is. And the, and the emotion, the feeling, the feeling of loneliness is something that we create, right? And it's not about being wrong or being right when we create it. It's, just being able to look at it and say, I've created it. Right. So like I said, this morning, I was working with the leaders that I train with and they're led by my mentor and we're learning ways to you know, facilitate workshops. And in doing so, we're training our minds to continue to grow. And it's kind of like emotional yoga class. Right. Uh-huh. we're there to increase our strength and flexibility and we were talking about you know how to develop this and I shared that I wanted to talk about being fat and lonely uh-huh. and you know this group is so rich and creative and this is the the questions that the conversation inspired and so Brian I, I welcome you and invite you to answer the questions as well but I'm going to ask them and I'm going to ask anybody who's out there watching to be answering the questions in the comments If you feel if you resonate with fat and loneliness, I resonate with fat and loneliness. I have found myself in that place at different times in my life. And it's a story that I still sometimes tell myself, even though I'm all about taking care of myself and growth and, you know, have lost a lot of weight and all of that. So if if it's something that resonates with you, or if you have something else that parallels the feeling, you're welcome to talk about it in the comments, to answer the questions in the comments, and be there in the conversation right along with us. So the first one, when you think about uh, your fat, who is your fat and what happens if you personify your fat? So, so Brian, you and I were talking before about how like maybe fat, if you know, fat doesn't resonate with you. If it's something else that's descriptive about your body or some other symptom or some other thing that you want to use, I'll answer first just to model it. And then Brian, if you want to answer, you can answer around whatever you want to answer around. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, the question, who is my fat and what happens if I personify my fat? So if I think in terms of, of being fat and lonely, who my fat is, is, uh, like a, a monster, mm. <laughs> mm. right? A monster that, um, is, uh, possessive and enveloping. I, I think of that movie, the blob. Yeah. You know how the blob would yeah. just yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: S- suck people into it. Right. Uh-huh. If I, if I personify it, it's a, it's a blobby blobby monster person who just wants to take over my life wants to dictate who i am wants to um be in control of how i relate with other people and you know wants to keep me from being too 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 big
1: right
0: right wants to Mm -hmm. keep me from growing and being big and how do you personify your thing what do you want your thing to be brian and how do you personify it
1: Hmm. That's a good question. I I, 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 I want to say it's a combination of what you just said, like, like, uh, like a blob like thing. But but I would add to that, like, did you ever see the movie The Fog?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like a long time ago where it's like right. the same
1: concept, right. but it's a fog right, that
0: comes in. Right.
1: It's <laughs> like this, this thing that's like, you know waiting to suck you in and you and then you you know you have pain from it
0: yeah yeah.
1: and so yeah but it's very it's dark I got it very dark very sludgy you know that kind of dark sludgy thick kind of energy yeah and um um and that you know I think that would be the best description of it
0: got it I got it yeah yeah Awesome. So you said like a dark, sludgy energy.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. That's kind of like that, like a blob kind of thing, but but not like, you know, like it's it's more centered on the, the, cons, the con, you know, consuming and ever spreading. Yeah. Right? Where it's just out of control, that cold, like, you know, you don't have any control over it. That's where the, like that movie, The Fog, where it just kind of rolls in. And uh, you don't have any control
0: over it at all. That yeah. kind of deal. Yeah, that's interesting. So yours is um, a dark energy you don't have control over. Mine is an all-consuming monster that that tries to control me and put me down. So my mentor in, in the, our facilitation this morning, she said a great thing. She was like, "So you know, where else have you felt those things? Like, what else does that describe in your life?" right like if you think and it goes deep <laughs> cuz then you start right. thinking about the past like like where else in my life have i felt like there was a monster that was trying to consume and control me like for me around the fat and for you where else in your life did you feel like there was a, a darkness that would come to you and cause you pain
1: oh well that that that's easy that that goes back to uh, early childhood, like some of the traumas that I've had back then. I mean, I won't go into specific detail. Yeah. It's a whole nother show. <laughs> um,
0: That's this I, show, but I'm not going to push you.
1: No, <laughs> uh, okay. out there, don't be asking me about it. <laughs> right? um, no, but I know uh, it's childhood trauma. Yeah. Really childhood trauma. I, I I know it immediately. That's It's the same. It's the same feeling Yeah, right. I could name it. I could describe it as a different thing. Right. Like personified. But when I look at it as the as just purely as an energy construct is the same energy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And same here for me, like I could go back and I don't want to, you know, everybody knows that I I do, uh, you know, like my book is around healing with your mother and stuff like that. But, you know, I go back and I think in terms of maternal figures in my life, and even though that's all healed now, and I love my mom and all of that stuff, it's like, there's still that story in, in you know, in my mind and, you know, in my body for why the fat comes, because that's... That's what the fat reminds me of. So when I think of something that's like trying to keep me down and control me and and is kind of a monster, that was the way that I at one point perceived the maternal figures in my life. Right? Like, I'm keeping you down, I'm controlling you, I'm going to envelop you, engulf you, too much control.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. So mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. we share all of that to say for anybody who's also listening, it's like that's what you want to want to just get present to. So if I personify my fat and I give it some descriptive words and some some description about who it is and what it is and then associate it with and I'm trying not to be too esoteric. I want it to be really simple but associated with when I have felt that before, I get to pinpoint exactly where my healing needs to begin. Uh, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh,
1: uh-huh.
0: Because if I haven't healed where, whatever that original thing was, if I, haven't, right. if I haven't gotten clear about its existence and I can't speak its name and I keep trying to pretend like it's not there, that's how it shows up in my body. Whether it be fat, disease, or whatever. But as soon as I'm willing to speak its name, so if I'm willing to speak what my perception of my relationship was with my mother and maternal figures in my life, and I'm willing to heal that, I have an opportunity to free myself from the fat that causes that feeling over and over again, that reminds me of that feeling over and over again, that has the same job as as that... past her. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it absolutely does. Yeah, Yeah, that really resonates with me.
0: Yeah. And that's that's how we that's how we, you know, our mind causes our healing, right? Is that willingness to get really clear about where it began. Not so you could get revenge (laughs) or you know, point fingers of blame or anything like that. But even sometimes after we feel like we have forgiven a situation, the reason that we still suffer in our bodies is because we haven't fully healed that for ourselves. So a lot of times just getting clear on where it originally came from is the beginning of that healing. And then another thing that we can do is ask it, you know, what is its job? So now that I have personified my fat and my fat is this monster that's blobby, that's controlling me and engulfing me, what is its job? What job does it have right now? And if I would give my fat a job, when I'm overweight or I'm, I'm, you know, letting extra weight be on my body, its job is to give me an excuse not to do the things that I say I'm going to do, especially the things that I'm afraid of or the things that I don't think I'm good enough for. Right. 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 Its job is to remind me to just sit my ass down because you're not good enough to do whatever it is. And so I don't have to then be brave. I don't have to... Um, uh, overcome the fears i don't have to uh get certain things done because i can go back to well i'm not feeling good because i'm 20 pounds overweight do you know right. what i mean
1: right right it's a distraction
0: yeah right. it's a distraction it's a, and it's a safe excuse and people will co-sign it uh-huh Right. I mean, think about how many, especially, you know, like for people who who have friends who also deal with weight. It's like you can sit around and have those conversations where you and, you know, this this is true for other sicknesses as well. Like if you have other people who have them as well, you can sit around and say, yeah, you know, it's so hard to do this when I have this and when I have that.
1: Right.
0: You know, so the its job is to keep you from being who it is that you'd really want to be if it didn't exist right what,
1: what, yeah you know the, the Popeye's fried chicken sandwich is available again <laughs> <laughs> I can't pass it up you
0: know. we could just go do that <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. you know great question though
0: yeah, so you want to so ask it
1: and how is it personified? How do you personify
0: it? How do you personify it? it? What is its job? What does it say to you? What does it commun- what is it communicating to you? And you know, what what you answer out of that will pinpoint you to where that original hurt is that is still left unhealed you know, and so when you get to that original hurt, it's like, you know, who, maybe it is an issue of forgiveness. Maybe it's just an issue of that. I'm still carrying around whatever I told myself when I suffered whatever trauma that was. Right. So if I say, you know, I have a perfectionist mother who was very hard on me. And so as a young kid, I told myself, you know, I, I agreed and I, and I, what was ingrained in me is you're not good enough. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. So the way to survive that is to put things in my own path. Right. So that I never have to be good enough. Right. Because I have these excuses. Wow. What do you think? Do you think I've over, over complicated it? (laughs) No,
1: no, No, I think that that's, I think that's the first, that's a great first step, right? Yeah. You know, you know, Becoming aware. Right. I mean, that's that's the first step. Becoming aware.
0: Becoming aware of
1: of what what why you do the things that you do. Yeah. Right. And in this case, why, you know, because I think I think that people who are doing this like we have. On some level, we are conscious of it because we have the feeling that that comes with, you know, like I know I'm not hungry. Yeah. I'm really not hungry, but this will make me feel better. Well, and then you feel bad as you eat.
0: Yeah. Right. And even worse after you eat.
1: And, for, and worse <laughs> after. I'm not just of that part. So it's just moving into owning and being fully aware of what that means for us. So no it's it, it's it's very straightforward. I think it's great.
0: And speaking its name because I do think that a lot of times we struggle with speaking the name of the things that we've been through especially in childhood. And even if we've dealt with them and you know we feel like we've forgiven or we've moved on or we've stuffed it down or whatever we don't wanna speak its name and we don't want to revisit it because we feel like it's gonna somehow take us, you know, back down that road. But what we often don't realize is that we we continue the suffering by pretending like it didn't exist, especially when we're in some sort of struggle with our body, because that our body is gonna wanna get it out. Uh-huh. Right? So if we don't consciously uh-huh. allow ourselves to get it out get it out in some way. You know, You know, this is what therapy and coaching is about. Like, you know, once I've identified that, yeah, there is something back there that tells me, you know, you're not enough. So you need something outside of you, whether it be the food or, or whatever. You, you know, you, the piling on of the fat is necessary to protect you from whether it be the danger, the success, the whatever you're telling yourself. It's like, if I can name it, if I can identify it, if I can call it what it is, and then I can heal it, I can change my beliefs and have a different experience with my body. And my body doesn't need to then find other ways to protect me. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. Right.
0: Wow. Great. It's it's interesting stuff. <laughs> And it can be a lot. I mean, you know, that's why it's good to have support. It's good to have, you know, the supportive therapist or a coach or, you know, just someone who who knows how to, to bring you through this sort of thing. The other thing to deal with is the loneliness. So, um what does your loneliness look like? You know, what does, what happens if you try to personify your loneliness? So a lot of the people that come to me, obviously, because I'm a love coach and, and, you know, through the matchmaking, loneliness is a big theme, right? But loneliness, that loneliness is an emotion and something that we feel that's based on something that we're believing about being alone, that there's something wrong with being on our own, so we make it wrong right for whatever past traumas told us that it has to be wrong and so it becomes this thing loneliness loneliness is where i then have to pack on the fat loneliness is where i start to go into my depression loneliness is where i start to feel like i'm not good enough you know this this feeling of loneliness but if you per- personified it like who is this who is this person loneliness You know, what is loneliness like? And it's funny because we in the workshop this morning, we all made the face to personify loneliness and everybody looked like a zombie. Everybody was like, like everybody went into their sad face. Uh. (laughs) Right. And and I would say loneliness is a deeply sad. You know, if you've ever known anybody who is just a drag of an individual. Yeah right? If I were going to personify my loneliness, if I felt, you know, when I felt loneliness, they were just a drag. They were. It's a person who just does, it's like a Debbie Downer, somebody who just does not want you to be peaceful, happy, fulfilled, or to feel good. Loneliness is like a, the fun killer, right? A fun killer type person. How Have you ever felt loneliness, Brian? yes and how would you have personified your
1: loneliness (laughs) Um, I personify my loneliness as a I read I you know when I was growing up I was I was I think I was a a nerd but I think I was a cool nerd yeah I did I thought
0: you thought you were a cool nerd yeah
1: because you know I'd read encyclopedias, but I'd also read GQ. So.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so you were you were Stefan Urkel and Stephen Urkel.
1: At the same. At the same time. I was the perfect blend. Yeah. Um. No, I, I remember reading in. Uh, you remember the World Book Encyclopedia? Yes. I don't even know if they if, if they still, still exist. Still exist. Um, but I remember reading about Saudi Arabia and then seeing like the deserts and stuff like that. And I thought about that Mylonius would be personified as that, that you're in a desert and you're alone. Yeah. And there's nothing for miles and miles and miles and miles but sand. Yeah. I and then it wasn't this. beautiful. It was like, like, oh, my God, how am I going to get out of this? Yeah. Or how can I stop? So how can I see at least somebody that I
0: won't be alone? So, yeah. So, I mean, that, that makes sense because that sounds like, you know, uh, if your loneliness were atmosphere, like atmospheric, an atmospheric mm-hmm. element, right? Yeah. But if what what if you made your loneliness a, an actual person?
1: Um, like
0: what would, if they were an actual, if loneliness were an actual person for you?
1: Then... Hmm, That's a good question. Right? Um, I think it would be like a, not necessarily a scary ghost, Mm -hmm. but like a ghost that's in your house.
0: Mm. It's
1: just occupying space and you just never know when it's going to be around. Yeah. And so you're always, you're always not at ease.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like a Beans feeling of a, it? Yeah. 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 That uh, would be it for me.
1: The ghost of unease.
0: <laughs> the ghost of unease.
1: <laughs>
0: the ghost of unease <laughs> ease present <laughs> and past. <laughs> 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 Yeah.
1: For Halloween, everybody. That's for Halloween.
0: Right. The ghost of unease. (laughs) The ghost of unease. Just for you. So that's, that's and then the next thing would be, okay, so if the personification is that it's the ghost of unease, and for me, the personification is it's the drag of a human being, like the Debbie Downer of a human being, Mm -hmm. then it's like, you know, where else does that or has that shown up? And, you know, what does that relate to in your life?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, again, I think, again, this goes back to my childhood. Um, mm. And I would say that, um, in part, it it's a reflection of what the child in me understood to be the um, aloofness of my birth mother.
0: Mm. Right? Yeah.
1: The feeling of that. You know it's you know that even though she was there she was out there
0: yeah, oh wow that's brilliant Brian I thank you yeah no I mean I because I I believe that that's you know yeah. it's yeah it's like that's a great way to pinpoint where the healing needs to, needs yeah. to be right
1: well, I mean it, it, everybody it was a long long road. yeah. <laughs> i mean but i knew that i had to do that i and i was supported in doing that yeah and again the, and 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 my upcoming book in 2021 will be no i'm um, <laughs> uh, no, but it's it but that's you know that's where that feeling comes from
0: yeah Ah, oh, that totally makes sense and if, for me, when I personify my loneliness, that debbie downer that drag of a, of a of a feeling, and you know as for any family that might be listening, I love y'all so much. <laughs> I really do Uh (laughs) but like I come from especially my father in in particular my father he's an amazing father and I'm so grateful to have had him and all of that good stuff but one thing about him is he is the voice of doom right (laughs) right even from when we were little kids, uh-huh. everything was and, I, and you know and I know as an adult that it came from a place of wanting to protect us uh-huh. and wanting to have us be warned of all of the darkness of life and to be aware of it, especially since he was raising women. But even to this day, you know like he just he can focus on the dark side of something. <laughs> And just like fixate on it and grab onto it. And it's every possible bad thing that can happen. And so for me, it's the same thing. It goes back to childhood. And whatever I told myself as a child, you know, being in a, in a uh, father-daughter relationship with a father who was always taking it to the dark side. And I'm just, this is something I'm just discovering as I'm saying it. I didn't think about this before because these questions are new. Huh. This is miraculous stuff. I hope those of you who are listening, and if you, even if you're watching later, that you're doing this yeah. along with us.
1: Yeah,
0: Right. I agree. And it's not to drudge it up like, oh, let me victimize myself with it. It's to, to bring it up, to put a, a label on it, put a name on it, to see what it is, say what it is, be okay with that's what it is, so it can stop affecting us now. Right. So I don't have to be in the story, this story of loneliness. I can recognize it as that's just an old familiar feeling from back then. And I don't have to hold on to it now. I don't have to have that that old familiar feeling of this, you know, this uneasy specter in my background, because that's from back then. I don't have to have this, you know, old familiar feeling of it's all going to go to shit. (laughs) right right. (laughs) because that's what's in the past right and i can recognize that that's where it came from doesn't mean that i gotta hold on to it and it and it doesn't mean that it has to be what is my life now what do you Mm. think about that brian
1: um what specifically i mean in terms of like like what specifically for that
0: like when you think about that, like what I was just saying about uh, identifying it, naming it, labeling it, and being able to to uh, mm-hmm. get where it came from. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you what would you um, into it would be the next step once you've done that? Like. Um and we're creating this as we go cuz this is not yeah
1: yeah i mean the 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 next step once you are aware of it specifically if it's um with the under it's well understanding it from the point of view not as you as an adult mm-hmm. but these are learned behaviors as a child yeah. so you have to couple the awareness of it with the, with an understanding of it. Otherwise you're projecting your adult self backward, Mm. right? Into the past, into a child's mind. So you have to have to make sure that you, that you are understanding that the pain or the hurt or the fear or whatever you're feeling it and how the personification of that has come about Hmm. Is really from a child's mind.
0: Yes. Like the child is still running the show. Yeah, the child is if still we don't... running the show. Yeah.
1: And so you have to make sure that you understand that piece first. Then the transition is forgiveness.
0: Yeah. Forgiving,
1: forgiving yourself for carrying that water all that time.
0: Right. Absolutely. That self-forgiveness. Right. Cause did we know any better?
1: No, we we, we didn't. We didn't. So that I mean we don't, and I think you know. Again, I you know I use the analogy of carrying the water, right? I mean, um, we bring that stuff forward. Yeah. And it's why, you know doing these kind of exercises and then getting support if you need to get the support. Yeah. You know, professional support to help move through it is so important.
0: Absolutely. I mean, if I think about, you know, and the reason that I centered it around fat and lonely, if I think about the ebb and flow throughout my adult life of, of my weight, right. When it was up, when it was down, when it was up, when it was down and anybody who's ever gone through that where you, know, you were telling yourself that it was something external that was causing it and you're doing everything. And I did wow. everything I could. Now, I'm so masterful at the logistic things you need to do to get in shape, right? things you need to, like what you need to eat and how much you need to exercise. And, you know, I'm not a nutritionist or a trainer, but I've done it enough times in my life that I probably could could easily get some sort of certification in it. But, you know, just from doing, having to do it for myself. But the reason that it never stuck is because it took, you know, exactly what you're talking about, that willingness to go through this process and have an understanding so that I could figure out... um, uh, where to forgive. And what was the first thing that you said instinctually you felt like would be the first thing to do?
1: So the, uh, I think that the first thing to do before you move into forgiveness, uh, is to couple, to couple that forgiveness with in context, right? Mm -hmm. Understanding that and Again, this is the understanding part is the part where you may have to get some support in really diving deep. You just can't say it and go, Oh, yeah, I forgive myself. You really have to take yourself back, yeah, and understand that this was the child, yes,
0: experience. yes, that's what you said. Made that I a love
1: decision about what life was all about and how to do, and, and created a coping mechanism of how to deal with
0: that, yeah. That the child did it. The, the
1: child made a decision.
0: Yeah. The
1: child and 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 the child didn't know any better.
0: Yeah. And the child could still be doing it. And I know for me, oh, yeah. the child was still doing it because every time the adult would take over and go ahead and and lose that weight and do what I wanted to do as far as that's concerned, the right. child would kick right back in because I hadn't identified it, I hadn't acknowledged it, I hadn't you know nurtured it, forgave it. Loved it, you know. Through that original, that original trauma. Exactly. Yes, honey. I feel like we broke this one down a little bit. I hope people got through it all.
1: Yeah, I hope so too. And I hope that they, the people who are watching this even after the live broadcast, will will really think about this and and get some help. Yeah. You, you know, we, we don't go through life alone. We just don't.
0: We don't have to. We don't have to. We don't have
1: to, and it's just not true. Yeah. life alone. Yeah.
0: We do need so, each other.
1: you know, yeah. Yeah. Great show, great
0: topic. Thank you, honey. So here's the takeaway: ultimately, whether we like it or not, fat is one of our body's ways of expressing our deepest and darkest emotions. And I know that with the body positive movement, that that can be a controversial thing to say because we want to pretend like you know, self acceptance is you know, I can be as fat as I want to be, and as long as I accept myself, it's all fine. And this is not about whether you should or should not be fat, or whether fat is or is not wrong. So. If we could take that out of the conversation so it doesn't feel like it's any sort of shaming and just understand that fat is one of our body's ways of expressing our deepest and darkest emotions and protecting us from that which we do not want to look at with our hearts and our minds. And it's not about looking like a supermodel. It's about questioning the thoughts and beliefs that make our body respond with excess protection also recognizing that there is a price to pay for that protection and and to choose whether or not we want to spend our lives paying for it so all of the you know whether it's the fat or the sickness or whatever it does have its job there's a reason why the body invents it but when we get aware of why it's there where it came from we get to choose do I want to spend my whole life in this bubble of you know protection which i'm putting in air quotes do i want to spend my whole life in this in this bubble of of you know what's keeping me from who it is i really want to be and um you know just living as free as i want to live yeah. and out of a cycle and i know that i'm not going to spend my life paying for the protection oh, I, I want to be out there so you know i want on. to just heal my heart
1: Living
0: it up. Living it up. Healing our hearts. That's
1: right.
0: (laughs) And speaking of what Brian was talking about earlier about support and help and things like that, you know, there's a lot of different outlets. I don't, you know, I'm a coach. I'm not a clinical therapist. I do feel like if you feel as as if you're, (laughs) bless you, honey. If you feel like you have real, real uh, emotional, mental sickness, then you do need a clinician. If you just feel like you want some emotional wellness, you want some um, emotional conditioning, Think yoga class. I I facilitate an epic circle every Monday night it's an online healing circle for women everywhere and we come together as a community and we cause personal transformation I use a lot of different tools uh some of them are similar to what we did tonight but I you know I have other tools that I use that are all about how do we pinpoint beliefs how do we pinpoint the origination of certain things so that we can heal them clean them out of our space and actually cure ourselves from things that have been plaguing us for a really long time you know whether it's things that, you know, our beliefs that cause anxiety, our beliefs that cause sickness, all of that. And so we'll be causing personal transformation when it comes to communication, forgiveness, self-love, mother-daughter relationships, purpose, friendships, just all the tools that we need to be as big as we were meant to be. And uh, we just started collective number two about a month ago, but you know, people can continually come in. And all you gotta do is go to meetup.com, join the meetup page, and you'll find the link to go ahead and get registered. The very first um, workshop is 100% free. So that's it. Thank you so much, Solivity Magazine, Brian, Editor-in-Chief.
1: Well, you know it, you know it, you know it. <laughs> Passion, purpose, and living. I can't wait till we get to the matchmaker stuff.
0: Huh? Till we get to the matchmaker stuff?
1: Yeah, I know with that, that it, it won't be this week of maybe, you
0: know. Maybe coming. coming up soon. Yeah, I want to figure out how I want to bring back because we were doing the matchmaker moment, Right matchmaker moment Matchmaker moment. so maybe it'll still be the matchmaker moment I'm trying to figure out how to you know fuse that in because now I'm at a new matchmaking place that has a different kind of cachet so I want to nice, you know nice. give it justice and all of that but we're going to work all that out especially for those of you who are out there single and you want to be matched uh-huh. right on Instagram you can follow us at ask for candy podcast at candy love coach at Solivity magazine yes. and um what else shout out to the ask for candy podcast group Yes. don't forget to subscribe to the youtube channel for Solivity magazine yes. right don't forget to email me at ask at gmail.com and send your questions most yes. right most yes and <laughs> send <laughs> send your questions and comments and they may be upcoming topics of the show and until next time never forget that you are a love machine if you ever start to feel like you aren't getting the love you need just make more and then ask for candy Mwah, mwah, mwah. I love you <laughs> bye Brian bye everybody
1: <laughs> alright we are out yay